Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to the show. We are at episode 347. It is November 9th. Cruising through this year. Daylight savings has passed us. We're into the dark days. And that means it's wrestling season. So stoked to be on the footsteps of the season. Really, it started, but we get dual meets coming up here now. And um, a lot of good stuff. And I'm excited about today's show. He's the head coach at Campbell University, uh, Scotty Sentez. Scotty, thanks for joining us today. How you doing? Yeah, yeah. I love your energy. Um, it looks like a beautiful day. I can see you uh, out there at Campbell. Um this is what, is this your second year as head coach? Third? I get, I get, third. Going on third now. Okay, yeah. Yep. COVID throws everything off and you get get, get kind of lost sometimes. Um, third year as head coach, you know, I'm sure it's a constant, you're not just doing everything you did last year, assessing and what worked, what didn't, what can we do better. How was your preseason this year um, as compared to either of the last two years and maybe what kind of things have you changed? Yeah, we, we really shifted a lot to freestyle. We had a great freestyle season. We sent three guys out to Vegas. Uh, well, we sent four guys. It was during exams. Uh, three of them placed and qualified for the senior level world team trials. One of them made the finals. So first time we had current athletes place and first time we had a finalist. Uh, and then we had three guys go to the Olympic uh, team trials. We had all of our, our other guys go to U23s and compete. We did well out there. Uh, so we stayed really busy in the summertime more than more than usual and had a little more success than, than we've had in the past, which is crazy because I'm not a freestyler. <laughs> so I'm learning a lot with these guys. So wind's running it and, uh, it. and a lot of the guys that are having success in freestyle weren't big freestyle. So, um, yeah, man, that, that kind of helped set us up. You know, we, we do a lot of training on the front side and competing on the front side and then send them home in July and then they don't come back until school starts. So come back a little fresh. Sure. And what's the training been like, you know, this semester since the guys get back on campus? Yeah, so we start off a little slow. Mainly it's about strength and conditioning on the front side. Um, Then in October, it's kind of like 
hell week a little bit, early morning runs, early morning conditioning, uh, really grindy. Uh, a lot of what we do is just about being in really, really good shape. And then uh, you can wrestle and, and, and practice at a higher pace. So now we're, you know, we're able to train really hard on the wrestling mat uh, because our lungs are there and, and we're strong. Sure. Um, what, you know, look, looking ahead, what excites you about this season the most? The totality of it. I know we'll, we'll get to Battle of the Brag, and, and maybe that's one thing that does, I'm sure that's something that excites you. But, you know, looking at the bigger picture, right? Yeah, we have a lot of young guys on our team that are hungry. We've we got a mix between old and young. Usually you have one or the other. Um, and guys are excited to compete. And we're blessed this year because we have a lot of really talented teams coming to us, which is an advantage. Uh, we're going to see a lot of teams early on that uh, we usually don't see until nationals or, you know, one or two big events a year. We'll have Michigan, North Carolina, Virginia, Nebraska all coming here to the Creek. And that's huge uh, to have those programs of that caliber coming to, coming to you. So uh, it's exciting. I think our guys are excited. They're, they're ready to go. They're ready to prove themselves. They're ready to host these teams and, and put on a show. Yeah. You know, uh, when you're, Building a program as, as you are there, as you know, there's so many things that go into it. There's recruiting, there's fundraising, there's marketing, there's getting people in the community excited about it. Um, I, I guess we'll go with, the, I guess, the marketing or, or you, you're talking about bringing these schools right to to the creek, to Bowie's Creek and, and, and being excited. So there's step one, get them there. Step two. <laughs> try to put butts in the seat step three or, you know, you're always trying to build a team to, to win and to beat them and to be competitive, but to, to the side of trying to get butts in the stands to see these great programs come to visit you guys, what kind of things do you guys do to try to spread the word? Yeah. So this is the first year we're ever going to ticket. We've never ticketed before. So we're making that, that's that leap forward. We've really always done a great job in terms of media online videos, posts, you know, we're always jibber jabbing with people on our Twitter accounts. So we've done good there. Now the next step is to try to bring the community in. So up the road, you have NC state selling the house, you know, North Carolina is doing a pretty good job. And a lot of the really good wrestling and high school wrestling in North Carolina is in that area near NC state and Raleigh and Chapel Hill. And so our goal is to, to, to try to lure some of that down here. And we think with bringing in talented teams and having cool events, uh, is really going to at least get their foot in the door and say, okay, there's some good wrestling down here too. It's entertaining. Uh, and then we just have to do a good job once we get them here. Sure. Um, and, and we mentioned it earlier and, and it's coming up in, in like just two days. Well, have you guys competed yet? Other than in, we in did, North we were at the uh, battle at the river city. We wrestled uh, three duels out there. Okay. Who'd you wrestle and how'd they go? So we wrestled little rock up and coming program. They did pretty good. Um, we beat them. Then we wrestled Iowa State. Uh, a lot of close bouts, but they pretty much very similar to the Wisconsin duel. Um, you know, we we won one match, and Wisconsin won two. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, we finished out with Buffalo. We beat them thirty six to three. Okay, so two and one, a um, uh, uh, lopsided loss, but a lot of close matches. What do you take from a a, a, a a duel like that against Iowa State? You know, you you look at the scoreboard. Maybe it's ugly. But that doesn't really tell the full picture necessarily. Yeah, I felt great after that, honestly. I mean, it was promising because our guys were fighting. You know, we didn't necessarily have all our, our hammers. You know, we didn't have Moulton yeah. in the lineup. And, you know, you're never going to have all your weapons at once. But 
uh, our guys were fighting and, and they were in the fights and they were in the battles. And I think uh, seeing how they responded to a loss at I, you know, against Iowa state, these close losses against some of these really talented kids they have on their team to bounce back and, and wrestle a physical Buffalo team and, and dominate, not just win, but dominate. Uh, to me was exciting. It gets you excited for, for the team you have and, and the season to come. Sure. And t- maybe talk about, you know, you said the way they, I think you said the way they, maybe, you, I don't know what you were talking about, but the way they, when they lost, right? And I'm guessing that, that they yeah. weren't happy about it. But maybe talk about losing a bunch of close matches and, and, and pr- the individuals probably not feeling good about taking these losses, but then responding and coming back and, and and not hanging their head and letting it affect them for the next duel. Yeah, that's important. It's culture, you know, and, and, and again, uh, it's, it's the process. Our goals are our national tournament. And obviously these small battles along the way are important. Um, but as long as we're battling, I'm happy. And, and I felt like we battled in that duel. We battled in the first duel and, and uh, regardless of outcome, we battled in the third duel. And I think for some of them, it was a learning process because some of them were a little mad they lost and, and now they know they got to get a little mad before they compete. Some of them, you know, were able to take a step back and say, okay, I got a loss. Now it doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> right. That wasn't so bad. Now I can go in and, and let loose against the, the next team. And, and, the, and again, when you're dealing with some young guys in the lineup, it's important to go in there and, and, and take your bumps and, and, you know, sharpen your fangs a little bit. Sure. Um, Battle at the Bragg, Fort Bragg. You guys are wrestling Michigan and UNC. Um, you were telling me about it like an, an, an airplane hangar. Well, for, yeah, that, that's yeah. right, right. How did it come it, together? I feel like maybe there's a story behind this that I'd like to hear. Yeah, so UFC Fight Pass, UFC's been trying to get involved in wrestling. And I think stalemates, uh, you know, Zach Boggle over there was talking with them and they didn't realize you know, you don't have to pay these two athletes and, and, and get coverage, right? Like they do in, in fighting. And, and they right. see a lot of parallels between wrestling and, and fighting combat sports. So uh, there was a lot of talk there at the NCAA tournament. We got in connect with, with one of their, their writers, Walker Van Way. He writes for UFC Fight Pass. And we've been talking. And I'm always throwing around ideas, trying to, trying to be creative and have cool events. And he was saying, hey, we'd love to, you know, film a duel and, and, and start to get into the wrestling world. Those guys are really interested in our sport. Just like I'm a casual fan for, for fighting. There's a lot of casual fans uh, of wrestling that are in the fight world that we haven't even, we're just seeing the tip of the iceberg here. Yeah. And uh, we threw around the idea of wrestling uh, on veterans day. And then another person throughout, you know, one of our alum threw out an idea of do it at a military base. And they love the idea of that wrestle, having wrestling matches streamed live for the first time on UFC fight pass on a military base, having the athletes coming out the back of, you know, cargo airplanes and tanks and helicopters and choppers. And so we got and connect them. We were just going to wrestle Michigan there. Uh, we were talking to North Carolina about it. I was talking with Tony Ramos and Tony goes, we actually have a connect with somebody over there. So we were on the very bottom trying to work our way up the ladder <laughs> to get on this military base a lot of hoops and ladders to go through to try to figure that out and uh north carolina's athletic director vince yali probably screwed that name up but uh you know he he kind of got us to the top of the top of the ladder really quick and got us in connect with one of the right guys uh lieutenant mark nudigate and he expedited the process and and we made it work for everybody you know they're using it as a recruitment event right now recruiting recruitment nationwide is down for the u.s military 
and the type of, you know, person they want to get the type of soldiers as, as a student athlete, you know, they're, they're, they're smart they're they can handle stress. And, and so really they're doing recruitment for these, uh, high caliber, you know, positions, these special op positions and green berets. And, and so they're really attacking athletes. So they're using it as a recruiting tool. So they're, they're, they're trying to recruit athletes. So we have our baseball team coming up on a bus. They're trying to recruit those guys to join the military and UFC is trying to break into, you know, the wrestling world. You know, they love, they love combat sports. They like wrestling. They, they want to get involved and help our sport grow. And, and uh, we just, we just kind of fell in the middle of it. Yeah. <laughs> We're just happy to be there competing and have some, some, some great teams and some, some great publicity to, to go out there and put on a show. Yeah. It's, it sounds like a cool event. Um, and, 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 very helpful that Ramos and maybe UNC had this connection to get you closer to the top where you can get stuff done faster. What kind of um, logistical, not necessarily hoops, but maybe, but challenges, I guess, come into play when, when you're going to, to a military base? Oh, there's a lot of hoops. And uh, man, I mean, five months ago, we got approved for it. And then two weeks ago, it got denied by a three-star general. And so you know, that's two weeks before the event. We've already publicized it, UFC's in. And so we had to make a lot of calls. I know UNC was calling. I know Lieutenant Mark Newdegate was calling. And we had to find another general, two-star general, to reach out to the three-star to <laughs> overturn it. And it's really hard to get one of those guys to overturn a decision because they're supposed to think about everything. And this guy's up in Germany taking down sharks. Uh, and he's the one that has to sign off on it. And he said no. And we're two weeks out. <laughs> so. Uh, there's been a lot of surprises like that. Uh, a lot of, 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 of the details of, of getting on base. How are we going to get people on base? What's the number? Uh, you know, there's a lot of, uh, there's, there's definitely a lot more to it than, than what meets the eye, but um, it'll, it'll be worth it in the end. Do you have, did you give, were you given any indication of why this three, three-star general said no, or what, what he, the, what problems he saw? Yeah, I think, I think by there's so many uh, checks that have to go through and hands that has to go through and desks that's got to go through all this paperwork for people to sign off and check on. And we've been on this since March, April, you know, this idea working at uh, the logistics of it. But this three-star general didn't get it until two weeks before the event. And he's like, again, he's, he's dealing with big problems, right? Yeah. He's, he's in yeah. Germany dealing with big problems and you know, I'm sure his, you know, my understanding is his counsel looks at it and say, Hey, there's only two weeks. It's, it's a lot to do. I, I think just say no. Right. Just kind of hands it off, says no, easy, easy to say no a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and then when he realized just how supportive Fort Bragg was in this event uh, and how, how badly they wanted it there. And a lot of the, um, you know, it being a military holiday and them still wanting to do it. Uh, I think changed his mind. I think he he sat down and looked at it a little deeper and said, "Hey, this is a really cool event that could be really good for Fort Bragg for the military, and uh, we need to do it." Yeah, and and to the part of maybe um, numbers are down across the military, and they're going to use yeah. this as as an opportunity to recruit. Do you know how they're? I mean, obviously, getting people on 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 base is a start, but are they going to be actively trying to? tell people the benefits and, and, and why they should come join the military. I would assume once their athletic careers are done. 
Yeah, absolutely. So there's there's going to be a, a big setup outside with the planes and the helicopters and the different programs and the visuals outside of the event that's just right there on the runway. We're actually going to be in the middle of the air air hangar at night with the lights and and uh, and so it just gets an opportunity to for for people to go in, have fun, see some combat, you know, some a combat sport. I think you know between our duels, they'll have somebody go up there and, and, and some people in the military show they have some type of combat sector as well. They'll, they'll do some, you know, put on a little show there for the people there. Um, but yeah, they're going to, I mean, they're using it as a recruitment tool. The biggest thing is get them on, on base and to show the opportunities that they have. And, and so they're going to say, Hey, you can ride this badass vehicle right here and, yeah. and shoot it guys. Like I, I think there's a lot of athletes that want to do some of those kinds of things. And there's also, you know, student athletes that are in IT and cybersecurity and and all these things between us in North Carolina and Michigan. So they see it as a, a, a big uh, opportunity. Now that we're sitting here having this conversation, I, I don't know if you're aware of this, but when I first started working at this company in 2008, I did an MMA website. So I was like going to these small regional events around the country and filming them and putting them up on, on the website. And I had a connection with a guy in North Carolina who had a, maybe still has a, a fight promotion called fight labs um and they did a i i'm sitting here my god this sounds familiar now i mean it was 10 12 13 14 years ago but uh i they had the same thing they had a a fight fight night on an air force base in north carolina it might have been i don't know if it was for but i don't remember the name of it but yeah i'm like god does this sound so familiar well the company that they hired is called Cage Fury. So this guy named Rob Haydack, that he, he's the one that runs it. So UFC, what they'll do is they'll hire these production teams. and They just come in, they set up. Well, he's actually done it at the military base before in Texas. He's done fights there. Okay. And so he really helped in this process. He's done it before. Uh, but these guys, what's really neat is, is I've done events before. I'm used to knowing kind of what's going on. These guys want to do everything big. You know, they put us on a stage. They have us coming out of a plane. They, they paid for all this lighting. They're asking me if I knew a DJ. I was like, I don't really know any DJs, <laughs> you know. Um, but everything they do, you know, obviously, if you decide to, that you want to produce combat sports, especially something as big as the UFC and fighting, you know, they they really have uh, big big visions, <laughs> and uh, it's been fun because I I, re- I don't say no. <laughs> yeah, so I just see how crazy it can get. Yeah, sure. You want it? You want them coming out of? You know, helicopters, jumping out of helicopters onto the mat, I'm in. You teach them how to parachute, we'll do it. So um, it's been neat to just see uh, see how those guys' brains work because they, they don't say no either, man. And they just – it's always one – you know, you get a group of them, and it's just one guy comes up with an idea, and then the other guy makes it a little bit crazier, out of the back of airplanes, on a stage, at night, you know, during the fights that are going on on UF, whatever. Everything just – it's always taking it to another level with those guys, so – uh, I think it's great for our sport and, and hopefully we get, you know, we get wrestling. We will, we're going to get wrestling in front of, you know, people that like combat sports that, that maybe don't know how entertaining our sport is. I think it'd be really great for, for, for us as a whole. For sure. Uh, to, to the, the matches themselves, I think you said Michigan and then uh, UNC, in, you know, matchup wise are there any weight classes you're looking forward to like hey this is gonna be a great match this is a test for my guy let's see where he's at or you know swing kind of matches or any anything in general that that stands out to you i mean every one of them man i'm not gonna lie i, I if i sat here and said I, I i'm really excited about our team i'm sitting here saying man we could we could win these duels 
you know, and, and, and I, I like Michigan. My brother's a Michigan grad. Uh, you know, I know he's unfortunately probably gonna be wearing blue and, and yellow for the duel. And he won't, he won't tell me that, but he probably will be. Uh-huh. Uh, so for us to go have a, have a shot at trying to take them on. And, and I know they're a talented team, um, but I also know that uh, a lot of their, you know, they have a lot of guys first time in the lineup, you know, they had a lot of openings. So, um, you know, that, that provides uh, us with an opportunity too, you know, um, and then North Carolina, you know, they're kind of like the big brother down the road. You know, everybody talks about the state schools here in, in North Carolina, Campbell, a lot of times I have, you know, in the wrestling world, they know, but for the most part, they, uh, you know, people don't know where Campbell's from unless you're in the wrestling world now. Right. So um, to, to be able to wrestle a, a talented in-state program like UNC, man, it's, it's an opportunity that, that I'm excited about. And I think our guys are really excited about, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, no, no individual match. I'm excited about them all. I, you know, I, I just think our guys are, I think we're talented, so we'll see. How far is Fort Bragg from from Camp, Bowie's Creek from Campbell? About forty minutes. Okay. In what direction? Because I I feel like UNC is not that far away, and NC State's not that far. Like Duke, how is it? Is it further away from those schools, or what direction is it from you guys? I think it's about the same. It's like west. It's okay. Like, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. And you you said you know uh, a lot of people don't know Campbell right the state schools and and that, that that's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, unusual to, to North Carolina, right? Most states, that's how it is. You know, wrestling, wrestlers, the wrestling community knows Campbell, but really that was, was that the case when you showed up? Like when you Nobody got knew there? Campbell. Yeah. <laughs> when I got here. Uh, no, I, I kind of got lucky, honestly. So when, when I came here, uh, Campbell was like three and 14 or something. Uh, I, my, my boss at Cal Poly took another job. I was an assistant coach, uh, you know, Carrie reached out and I was like, man, everybody knew him. And the documentary actually on flow just came out around that time. So, um, I was even more educated on who Carrie was. And so I came down and checked it out and he had a big, big vision, but it took a lot of faith and, you know, joining a team that was three and 14. Um, and then we won it the first year, <laughs> my first year as an assistant, we made that jump. There was this huge investment in us from, from the administration, which, which has been amazing. Uh, even even since I took over, it's only gotten better and better. So, uh, yeah, I mean, once we started, once we won the conference, we got an All-American. I mean, then people started talking about Campbell, right? We beat Iowa State a couple of years ago. You know, we started having these these big wins and being in, in these matches with these big programs, and, and then people started to realize. But, yeah, Kerry was a big part of that. He's such a big name. You know, no matter where that guy goes, people are going to look at it. What was the – you know, getting the culture, and you, you mentioned that earlier, right? Like, we lost, but, man, the way they handled it and the, you, the word culture yeah. that you use. From from 3-14 and 14 to winning conference and, and where you are today, what does it take to change, not only change, but maintain the cult, the kind of culture that you want? Yeah, so, I mean, when 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 Kerry did it, he was kind of just creating a big this big army and, and uh, you know, just – you know, when, 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 if guys weren't getting with it, you're gone. Right. Uh, and so I think that was the beginning of it. And then it was just changing the expectation of, of, to win. Right. Uh, you know, you got to expect to win. And when you see one guy get on the stand, well, if he can do it, I can do it. Right. It's, it's contagious. Uh, and, and so I think he just got it better and better and better. And, and then obviously we recruited better and better kids where, you know, that they were already developed more instead of getting, fives and sixes and turn them into sevens and eights, we started getting sevens and eights. 
and trying to turn them into nines and tens. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, and so that was just over time. Some of it was success of selling our success. Uh, it became a little bit easier. Um, you know, now when Carrie left, it got hard because I had, uh, you know, to do things all over again a little yeah. bit. Right. Cause, yeah. uh, I, you know, we lost a lot when Carrie left a lot of guys that came here for him and, and, uh, that, that he did a really good job of keeping a, a cap on that, uh, they, they weren't going to get with what I was going with, with, with my culture and, and living right and things like that. And so kind of had to start over again. And over the next two years, it, it's gotten better and better. And now I feel like we're in a really great place. When you, you know, when you first got there and you call a kid and say, Hey, uh, I'm Scotty Sentez at Campbell. Were, were there some kids that were like, where's Campbell? What is that? Yeah, always. I mean, we got confused. We, we've had people show up that were going to Campbellsville. So I had a kid show up one time. Carrie calls me, goes, I got this kid here. What the heck? Why are you doing this? We just got back from a van. I go, coach, I don't know who it is. Because you need to get down here and figure it out. So I drive back to the office. Uh, it's right after we had like a, a, you know, we were gone for three days for, for wrestling. I get there and the kid pulls up the email and it was from Campbellsville, Kentucky. The kid drove all the way down from like New York to Campbell thinking he was uh, that that Campbell was talking to him when it was Campbellville, you know, and so that happened a lot, <laughs> you know, God. people making those types of mistakes. I'm getting yelled at. I was I didn't know what was going on. Why are you um, this kid? Yeah. Yeah. He was, that wasn't bad. Actually, if we were allowed to talk to him, we probably would have. But uh, yeah, we, I mean, people just didn't know. And, and again, the, the big selling point at the beginning was 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 obviously the academics, what we were building. And then, you know, you have a guy like Kerry Cole out here. And then over time, it was you know, it's become, you know, we really do a good job of developing guys and that's what it's kind of turned into. Yeah, for sure. Um, what are kind of the, the, the long-term vision? What are, what are the, the long-term plans, goals, and visions for, are we talking about winning a, an NCAA team title? Are we talking about winning a trophy, getting in the top 10? Are you guys talk like that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think realistically we could be a top 10, top 15 program, you know, each and every year, you know, that's what we're working towards. And, and we have the hammers to do it. We get better and better guys each year. We're filling those holes. And then kind of like in Edinburgh, I think we're a team that, that, that we get a senior latent team, the right team. We can come in and steal a trophy, you know? Um, but, you know, I have guys that can all American and, and I think can win national titles on my team right now that I look at and I say, you know, he gets the ball rolling the right way. This kid, this kid can really, really be special. And, and uh, you know, I, for the most part, when my guy steps on the mat, I have utmost confidence in them. Like I, I, I mean, my guys, my guys are going to go in there and freaking give it everything they got, man. And, and just figure it out. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's fun to sit in their corner for sure. Yeah. You know, you, you mentioned battle to brag and it is outside the box and you're like, I'm, I'm always thinking of how we can do things differently. I know we've had a couple conversations in the past about ideas and things that you'd like to do. Are there any other outside the box, crazy ideas, you know, whether it's an event at an air force base or wherever that, that you're like, man, if we could figure out how to do this. This would be cool. I think it'd be sweet to do like a carnival cruise, get like four teams, do a cruise, do a duel each day. <laughs> Something like that. I think would be pretty neat. You get all the fans in one on one uh, boat and uh all the wrestlers on one boat and almost like a little mini vacation you know i think something like that would be pretty neat um i mean the outdoor thing's been done so many different times anything military anything on a boat you know anything with cool visuals in the background i think where things are going in our sport right now 
is uh, I, I really like to think about things uh, that you could do online that look good visually. Because uh, again, we're kind of out here in the middle of nowhere a little bit. So a lot of what we do is we, we attack, you know, Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. And, you know, a lot of our fans are from all around the country. They're not from Bowie's Creek, North Carolina. You know, I don't have any North Carolina kids on my team. <laughs> so that's crazy. Um, yeah, it's nuts, man. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I like to think about like what you can do online. I think that, that there's a lot more creativity that can be done that, that we haven't really tapped into. When did that occur to you, right? Because Twitter and, and Facebook and Instagram and, and even, probably even TikTok, which I'm not all that fancy to, but, you know, 10 years ago, those things were there, but they weren't as influential. And, and over time, they've, they've become a bigger deal. And I think more and more programs are seeing the importance of putting effort behind your social media because it does play a big role. When did that occur to you or when did that become such a, a, a strong thing to you? Yeah, I mean, I've always liked media. I, I've just, you know, I follow it. I'm a, I'm a wrestling fan a little bit. I get on the phone with Josiah Risco of Fanco all the time. We'll talk for 45 minutes, not even about Campbell, just about ideas and wrestling and things that are going on. Yeah. Um, so, so we've always followed it. Uh, I guess some things that we did is early on, we've had some fundraisers where you get, you know, bonus videos and background interviews and, and talk and you, you pay an extra fee and, and, you, you get it right. Kind of like you do with Disney plus and to get the, the extra videos and people were paying for that. And I go, man, people just want to see more content. People are just really interested in getting to know these people better and, and, and knowing more than what everybody else can know. And so I've always yeah. found that really, really interesting. Uh, and, and, you know, the wrestling world is just crazy on social media. They're really fun. And, and uh, I think we're probably one of the funnest ones online. Like I've seen what they do with football in baseball and, and if a fan goes and reaches out to a football coach and says something to him the football coach ignores it well if you reach out to you know a lot of these wrestling coaches we're such a small community that those guys will rattle back right you reach out to chris bono i mean you're probably going to hear you're probably going to hear back from chris bono and i think it, it just makes it really really fun for our sport to, to follow as fans um and so we've always tried to push things there when COVID hit we did some online you know, we couldn't, you know, we've always done this orange and black uh, wrestle off outdoors. It's really big. It's during a parade. It's, it's, it's cool. I mean, but the outdoor thing's been done, but it's really neat. And, you know, you see the baseball. Uh, well, when COVID hit, we started really hitting the, the media and online. And we did like an, an online one. We found new ways to do it on Facebook and have commentary. We did it where we actually did our wrestle offs and had, you know, split screens for our wrestle offs on Skype where it would switch to an interview screen. And, and so we've always tried to kind of push uh, the boundaries there. And it just seems that, you know, the, the parents on the families, the fans, the general fans, just some wrestling, they just enjoy seeing content. And it's, it's, it's difficult for a lot of them to, to, to come out and, and see it in person. So I think they really appreciate it when somebody can package something together nicely and make it available at the, the, the click of a finger. I man, I, I, clearly, I couldn't couldn't agree more. I mean, content is huge. That's obviously what we do, and and I think the more that the teams and programs lean into it, I think just the better it's going to be. And and you're providing a, a better experience or, or more offerings for people who like Campbell, who like whatever, and to to, to be able to dive in and and see behind the scenes of the programs. I, I think it's I think it's pretty awesome what you guys are doing. 
Thanks, man. We should get a VR one. You know, you like walk around it with the VR set. We can get a rest <laughs> Iowa Iowa State duel. Get to walk around and actually be a part of it. Wouldn't that be kind of sweet? I mean, you're thinking, <laughs> yeah. Let's get. Let me get you Mark Zuckerberg's <laughs> phone number. Get you on the. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're you know, the, we'll get wrestling in the metaverse next. Yep. Yep. Yeah, but no, the more the more big ideas, I think we can toss around, and the more people can start to think outside the box like that, and. You know, what, what can we do to, to open the eyes up to the audience? Um, I kind of steer back in, uh, to the wrestling talk a little bit more. You know, you talked about preseason, getting these guys like just, you know, I think you said hell week, but you said something like, you know, we push them really hard early on to get them in good shape. You know, do you go through, I guess, periodization, right, and, and peaking, and will you pull back? Uh, you know, some guys do it over Christmas or before or after a tournament. Like, do you look kind of map out the season like that and think, hey, we're going to have some really hard training phases here. We're going to pull back and, and let them recover and or compete here. Or is it more or maybe also we'll, we'll have that plan, but adjust on the fly? There's a little bit of both. You know, we look at what we did the last few seasons and obviously from my time with Kerry and what I did as an athlete and and what worked and didn't work. My first year here, we did a really great job PK, and we had guys in the round of 12 that, you know, weren't supposed to get in the round of 12. Guys perform above their seeds, and we really did a great job peaking there. Uh, you know, then last year, I think we didn't do a good job. I think we, we did a great job of adjusting after losses. We ended up winning our conference, and then we just fizzled for the NCAA tournament. Uh, and so you look and say, okay, well, what, what were we doing? And, and I'll be honest for us as a program is when we take our foot off the gas pedal, when we, we start thinking about guys feeling good and, and being, you know, not hurt or sore, that's when we haven't had success, you know, but when, when we're doing a lot of live and they're a little, so I'd rather them be sore and their blood be boiling. We've done really good with that. And we've done really good with responding to losses, you know, two years ago when we wrestled Virginia tech, similar duel as Iowa State, we've always come back stronger from a loss. Uh, you know, some teams might get down. Our team always seems to respond really well to, to falling short. And so, you know, each year we've, we've tried to put tougher and tougher teams on the schedule because we respond well to that. We figure things out. We look at it and say, okay, where are the technical areas uh, that we can work on? And we've, we've fixed it. But, um, you know, there are points in the season where we, you know, do less running, you know, we, 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 we wrestle more, we're less, you know, less on their legs, but I think the workload's always got to be really high, you know? Yeah. How did you respond? And again, when, go ahead. What's up? No, finish. Your I thought. said, when, when runs that a little bit for us, I mean, he, he's a big voice, you know, and we, we'll pick the whole staff's brain, but you know, he, he plans really far ahead. We'll look at it. I'll tweak things. Um, but, but honestly, my, my associate head does a great job with kind of mapping out the, the year. And again, there's always adjustments weekly and monthly um but we we meet every monday and go over the week but we already have the month together but each week we we still meet at monday as a staff and you know figure out what we got to do sure uh i was gonna ask how did you you know you talked about your 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 team responding and they responded well after losing to iowa state and you talked about a virginia tech duel i think maybe last year how did you, you as an athlete how did you respond to losses yeah so it's different so like uh <laughs> i wrestled because I, I i just loved winning i didn't hate losing yeah. Uh, at all. You know, uh, I was from Florida. I'd never been to a division one duel in my entire life, which is why I thought it was so cool that, you know, coach Bono 
held this thing in Jacksonville, right? I've never seen any D1. Flow wrestling had just started kind of getting big. So we just now, you know, we just started following. I just, I didn't, I didn't know anything. I was from Florida. Yeah. Uh, and, and so when I went to college, I was just loving it. I was just having fun. I was, you know, having a lot of fun with the guys at the pool and playing volleyball and going to wrestling practices over the summer at, 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 at central Michigan. When I came there as a freshman, I had never wrestled really in the summer. I just went and showed up the competition. I didn't really train. Yeah. Uh, and so I was just having a good time. So for me, when I lost, I just didn't care. I was like, in my head, I was just, you know, almost big headed where I was like, Oh, I do this and that. I, I beat that guy, whatever, you know? And then I could just, I, I was able to move on from losses really, really easy. So um, I know a lot of my athletes aren't like that. <laughs> yeah. They, uh, they're willing to work on and break down what they need to, but they're really bothered by losses. I think the fact that I'm not bothered by their losses when they, when they are performing and they're, they're trying things and they're doing the right things. I think that probably helps them a little bit. Uh, and then I have guys on my staff that can kind of relate to that and, and talk them through a little bit. So do you, do you kind of take that attitude? I mean, obviously you don't like to lose, but do you still love winning way more than you hate losing as a coach? No, I hate losing as a coach. Honestly. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I'm not going to lie about that. No, I hate losing. Uh, but again, if I can hang my hat on something, I'll hang it on it. You know, if I feel like my guys went out there and gave it their all, like I'm never mad at an athlete for trying their best to win. You know, I'll only, uh, I'm only really, really pissed if, if, if I have a guy go lay down and, and ball up, but uh, I don't think we have those kinds of kids. When's the last time you got really pissed at a kid for for doing that? You don't have to say who it was. Last weekend, one guy. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess he he, he wasn't. Uh, he, yeah, it happened last week, but he won't do it again. He's a smart kid. He just first time ever wearing the singlet, and and uh, yeah, he'll be okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. but he got an earful afterwards he got an earful he knows he knows where what he did and yeah. he won't do it again that's great um how, how do you how are you changing as a coach right maybe maybe we'll take that example uh situation as an example like how would you have handled that situation three years ago would it have been the same uh, for me, it's it's just sometimes I would turn small problems into huge problems. And, and sometimes they weren't even problems. And I would just, you know, I was always trying to fix things right away, really fast, as hard as I can, a million miles an hour. Yeah. And when there's nothing really there to be be fixed. Um, and I think over time, you've learned to, to, to sit on it, get the whole story, not overreact. Um, and, and I think that's something I've gotten better and, and better at. Uh, I can still, I still do some work there. That's why I have, you know, the staff I have, I think balances me pretty good. I'm a million miles an hour and I got a lot of guys around me that are really organized and, uh, you know, they don't, they don't, they don't get heated like I do. So if anybody's going to give somebody on the, on the team in earful, it's going to be you. Yeah, probably, probably me. Gonzer, Gonzer's, Gonzer's a million miles an hour and when is, uh, when is very slow and methodical. And then I'm, I'm maybe, uh, I'm probably on the more, more of the side of Gonzer. <laughs> so when, when does a good job balancing us a little bit? He's there to balance you. Um, you know, talking about peaking at, at conference and then having a lull or maybe not, not wrestling as, as well at yeah. nationals. Is that a thing? And to, to, I guess going to what you said before, were you trying to 
make that get them to feel good before nationals and and do whatever those things you were yeah. talking about and maybe that's could have affected the performance oh absolutely i mean we wrestled Air, app state we we fell short against app state in the duel and that's a big duel for us you know they're 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 a big rival and and, and we don't like losing to each other and, and it's a it's a big duel and uh so every time you take a loss like that you kick your guys in the butt that's a normal process right everybody gets a little heated you, you go a little harder then we every one of our guys performed better than their seat at the SoCon tournament. We win that. We turn it around. Then I'm looking, and some of that is we had we had one guy with a pretty serious injury on our team. Uh, you know, Josh Heil had some some big issues, so we were always kind of adjusting things for him. And I think over time we just started doing that for all our guys. Hey, let's take it a little easier on all our guys. And uh, you know, our, yeah, our guys are feeling good, but if the blood's not pumping, the confidence isn't there. And so for for us, we just I'd rather my guys be a little banged up and be fired up and have that belief in themselves. And I think you only get that by, by training hard. Uh, I, I would rather my guys have some boo-boos and be confident. And, and again, I, I, you know, that goes back to what I learned at central Michigan, you know, Tom Borelli's a madman. I remember, you know, between the, the Mac tournament and NCAs, he had us running outside in our sweats after, you know, we're drenched in sweat after a practice, he had us running outside in the snow. And uh, if you're healthy at the end of the year, <laughs> like you're ready to rock. You're pretty tough if you're part of that program. And, and I think, uh, you know, for us getting getting a little bit back to those roots has, has been helpful for our team. And I think it's going to be helpful moving forward. Tom Borelli, he's awesome. Tom Borelli's awesome. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's interesting because it's almost like it's, it's an experiment and it takes a full year to get the the results and and look over all the information because it's like you only get to do nationals once a year, right? It's like yeah. how did we do it nationals, and what did we do leading up to it? Is that kind of a how you look at it? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and and again, I have two. You know, honestly, when when you're an athlete, you're trying to remember what you were doing when, but it's it's tough. And then as an assistant, I was just so focused on recruiting. Uh, and, and so I, I know some of the things that, that Kerry was doing and when he was doing it, but it was hard to really grasp everything. And so I have a little bit of what Kerry was doing. You know, he did a good job of putting guys in the pool and, and, and saving bodies that way at certain parts of the year, which we still use. Um, and then it's just looking at what we've done while we're here and, and when did the guys look their best? What did it look like? Who were we wrestling? What kind of things were we working on? Uh, and, and, you always got to reevaluate that, right? We had a really great COVID year. Um, and then we didn't have a great ending the last year. And now we're looking at both of that and saying, okay, you know, where, where were our ups? Where were our downs? Is there, do they match in certain places based on what we were doing or how, you know, how do we need to handle that? And so I think just over time you get more and more data. And again, I wish I did a better job of, of paying more attention to, the, the times I have some of the old calendars and stuff, but, um, you know, like I said, as an athlete and as an assistant, sometimes you, you, you overlook some of those things. Well, and, and, and you, you nailed it, right? You're so head down focused on your task, whether it's training and getting ready or in, or in your case as an assistant was like recruiting. It's like, this, this is what I'm doing that you forget to kind of look side to yeah. side. Maybe awesome, man. Yeah, Absolutely. Awesome. Well, cool, man. We're kind of getting down towards the end here, um, but I, I'm super excited for you guys in this, this battle at battle at the Bragg. Um, is, is there anything else you, you want to get off your chest? You want to say to us any any kind of final words before we let you move on with your day? 
No, man, I, I really appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, if, if you can, I mean, get on Support Wrestling, uh, UFC Fight Pass, Battle at the Brag, sign in. I think it's great for the sport to have, uh, you know, somebody with the following of UFC to, to, to be looking at our our sport. So I uh, really hope you guys can can sign in, watch some great wrestling. We promise we'll, uh, we'll get after it, and, and I know those other teams will too. Awesome, man. Well, it's two days from now on the 11th, so uh, looking forward to it. I'm sure it's going to be awesome. And, uh, Scotty, thanks so much for joining us today. Have a great day. All right, you too, man. Thanks, Bader. Right. You bet. Take care. All right, folks, that's going to do it. Scotty Sentez, head coach at Campbell University, always full of energy and ideas. We appreciate him coming on, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks so much. Take care. Bye-bye.